Okay, everyone, it's time to hurry up and wait in the regroup, your podcast in between the stages. Welcome to the regroup with Zane and GT. I'm GT. I'm Zane. How are you going? Not too bad. Um, I think we've said this every time now, but uh, we're apart again. Um, yeah. We never seem to be in the same room at the same time, which is a bit depressing. You don't like hanging out with me anymore. I understand. Not really. Got different priorities yeah. now. and You got a Volkswagen. You got a new Volkswagen. Mm, it's taking mm, up some I've got of many life. Volkswagens now. Yeah. Yeah, rallying, hey? What's yeah. going on? What 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 do you want to talk about, guy? Because you said I couldn't introduce our guest. <laughs> <laughs> we've, anyway. we've got a lot of, a lot Welcome of stuff to talk to about. The show. <laughs> <laughs> Kate Raymond, how are you going? Oh, good. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me along. We're You're, trying welcome. To be, You're welcome. We're trying to be really professional and, and, and talk to our guests about, or to our listeners about what we were going to talk about tonight, but... um. Yeah, we might as well just talk about it yeah. all together. That's right. Anyway, how you been, Kate? Yeah, good, thanks. Really good. I'm still coming off the high of Ada River Rally, so um, yeah, still still got my ad- adrenaline kick from that rally. Still there, so that's great. So now things are good in here in Victoria. Coming to you from Warragul, and I know, like, I feel Team SA. It's so good to talk to you guys because <laughs> I feel like you know rallying started alongside you guys. It's, this is great to be to be chatting with you about all things rally. So, yeah, yeah, we still consider you South Australian, so you're not lost. Thank you, thank mm. you. No, I think I'm. I think I'll always be South Australian, but then you become like a hybrid South Australian. Yeah, <laughs> well, I think I, I drive like a Victorian now. But you drive. But better, I'm always going to. Yeah, no, no, just ten percent, just ten percent above the speed limit. Right, <laughs> aggressively everywhere. Um, yeah, but you know, you always be South Australian. Always use the Queen's English. You know, it's always mm. a plant and a castle to me. Always a palmy, <laughs> not a palmer. Melbourne. So yeah, no, so definitely mm. South Australia. Represent. That's awesome. <laughs> so tell us a bit about Ada River. Oh, Ada River was a, such a cool rally. I have to say, if you want to come to Victoria and do some really great forest roads, mm. Ada River is the one. It, oh, I haven't done those roads since it was part of the ARC a few years ago. Um, used to be based out of Warragul, and they are beautiful roads. I have to say, it's some of the best in Australia. Brenda and I both said these roads are perfect. Um, yeah, they're sort of wide. There's enough sort of space for a rear-wheel drive to do its thing, but they're still technical and they're just really fun. So we really enjoyed the rally. It ran so smoothly. The road book was great. Great job by Brett Ross and his team. Uh, yeah, it's like 155Ks and it's not far from home for me, so it was great to win like a home rally. But, yeah, we look, it's, it's a good rally. I, I wish I wish we could do it again. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it, you know, it's and uh, yeah, nah, perfect. And uh, can't, yeah, can't complain. A, a Datsun on the top step. That's not what most people were expecting. I know. But yeah. No, it wasn't what I was expecting, to be honest, too. Um, yeah, that was a bit of a surprise. Do you know, it was great because you're out in the forest there. You don't have good phone service. And we don't didn't really know we were coming in the event. And, like, lunchtime you'd, you'd get service at the service park and sort of I saw we were about fifth. Well, that's pretty good, you know. We hmm. keep going. We could grab two-wheel drive outright. Um Maybe a podium if people things happen if there's movement was not expecting first outright. In fact, even when we came in, I I didn't believe it. And and someone said to me, Kate, you got to go look at the times. You got to go look at the time cards. I was like, what are they trying to tell me? What like tell me yeah. like what? <laughs> Kate, go look at the times. Like, okay, 
I go in there and someone said, you're up by 16 seconds. I said, up to what? Like, no, like first. What? You serious? <laughs> I just didn't believe it. I, it was a bit of, you know, a rally of attrition. People had issues. Unfortunately, there was a fair few mechanicals with some of the front running full drives, which is a shame. Um, but, yeah, so but good on the Datsun. It, it, Datsilla got us through. It, it was reliable all day. And, yeah, it's always cool, I think, when a Datsun wins a, a state round. So yeah, that was, I mean, that was a great surprise for us. We had that a couple of years ago in, in SA. Uh, Andrew uh, Gleeson won the won the championship in a Datsun yes. Sansa. Hey, just, just, just quickly on that, I was going to touch on this later, but I was I was looking – sorry to di- digress for a second there, there guys. Um, but I was looking through your EWRC profile, Kate. And I, I noticed. Oh, the profile? <laughs> there is. I think everyone what? has one that's done right. any rally of significance. Um, yes, it says you're Australian. It should probably say South Australian there, but it's subcategory needed. Um, but 2016, probably the highlight of your career, um, a little event called the Tire Power Rally Sprint. I think this must have been a Wolfie Park event here in, in South Australia. Yep. And um, just as I mentioned there, you actually navigated for um, Mr. Andrew Gleason. Do you remember that sure. event? Sure. Do, do you know what? I remember it so clearly because uh, Gleason uses a completely different pace note system to everybody else. It was like, <laughs> where what, one to ten? He was like reverse. So I fully yeah. had to get my head around the <laughs> fact that like one was fast. I think it was like one to six, I, I believe. Yeah. It was something like that. Flipping your brain to think that one's fast instead of ten. Yeah, yeah, and like you're used to putting emphases on ones and twos and threes, but now, now they're really fast, and the emphasis mm. needs to be on the six. Oh wow, that really works your brain as a co-driver, which is great. Like you want to you want to be test tested with things like that, but that one distinctly stands out for that reason. And it was mm. heaps of fun. Like walkie parks, heaps of fun. Every anyone from SA's been around there and. No, I do remember that. So mm. I know the cars a lot of fun. Obviously, <laughs> Datsun. That was probably. Oh, I've been in a few Datsuns, but that that was a, a lot of fun with Gleason. He's a great guy. It was good. Was that the year yeah. he won the championship, 2016? Uh, yeah. 16 or 17. Was it? No, it yes, it was. Yes, yeah. it was, 2016, yeah. So you, you kicked it off for him. That's, that's where it all started. Oh, that's, I know. Oh. I think my encouragement must have sent him on his way to the top. <laughs> <laughs> I only did the one event. But, but, but it was a good one. You finished fifth we outright. I think you were second, second two or drive. So. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah, a bit of a blast from the past. Finally, I knew the things to come. No, it was a great car. (laughs) Yeah, no, it was fun. Yeah, that's a good stat. We should talk about uh, what we are going to talk about in the show, Guy, because you've got a little Mm. bit of a list for us. So we got, obviously, Ada River Rally, which we'll continue Mm. talking about. ARC, a very exciting event in Tasmania to kick off the season with some Mm. um, surprise results, especially on the first day. And then, obviously, WRC, we've got bits to talk about. So, yeah, should be a good episode. Mm. Yeah, just going back to Ada River there for a sec, Kate, it was a really good entry list and it's showing the, the popularity and uh, I guess um, the health of, of rallying, in, particularly in Victoria at the moment. It looks like there was 80 entries um, and particularly a really good top 10. Um, like you said, there was a few top four drives like Darren Windus in, in Aaron's uh, Fiesta G4 and Tim Clark, Justin Dow, um, yourself and, and, and Brendo, Peter Shea. Uh, just a really good sort of really like you know any of those top five or six or seven could have could have won. Um, mm. I haven't really heard much of Tim Clark before, but he was some of the videos I were watching, and he was leading the rally up to, uh, till the second to last stage. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. 
Yeah. That's right. No, he's doing a great job. Mm. He's always been doing – he's actually been doing really well in the Victorian Championship. I feel like they've just been like building, 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 and he's really got some momentum, and I think he could be a real hope for the championship mm. here. So, no, they've been doing great things, and he had great pace. It's sad that he had some brake issues on like the second to last stage, I think it was, or, or thereabouts just in that last loop. So that was such a shame. I saw them on the side of the road, I think, trying to climp off – like trying to mm. clamp the brakes off on the left. And, yeah, so they, they unfortunately didn't get the car through because they definitely would have taken the top step if, if they had. So so that was a shame. They, they showed great pace. Yeah, it was, it was the, the build-up of gravel and the rear wheels wore the callipers away or was it their wheel scrapers? Yeah, not, I didn't sure. actually hear what the outcome yeah. was or the cause, but, yeah, it was a shame because they, yeah, they really sure. deserve it. Um no, but Victoria's always had a strong field, I feel, and it mm. and it is still strong. You know, even post COVID years, everyone's sort of still come back, and there are some some great front runners that we often see sort of go into the ARC and back to the VRC. Um, and and when they come out, um, you know, it's it's a really strong field. It was great to see Justin Dow back out behind the wheel because mm. I know he's had some time sort of managing teams and. And whatnot instead, and not in the hot seat. So it was cool to have him back, and and yeah, and it's always great when you know Darren Windus is there. Yeah, there's some strong front runners there. So hopefully the VRC is onwards and upwards. It's great when they're asking to increase the capacity of the numbers. I know they had to at Mitter. Um, so yeah, no, it's 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 a, always a good field. The people, the camaraderie is really good in Victoria. I feel like everyone looks after each other and is friendly and. And I, I hope that just yeah continues to grow because it's they're really good events. It's a good championship. Mm. Yeah, and someone you sat next to previously to your your 2018 championship in South Australia was on the on the podium too, Peter Shea. Yeah, Peter. Yeah, Pete Sky. Uh, oh, Sky, and yeah, sorry. That's okay. No, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Pete. Yeah, and Pete and his brother Chris. They always do a great job. And I've sat in that Escort. That's a cool car, uh, Mark One. So. Now Pete's got some beautiful machinery, so it was all great to share a podium with him because I, I did win the uh, South Australian Rally Championship with him a few years ago in his in his Subaru. So yeah, he's he's doing a good job. He's just come back from Dakar, and I think he, he did Otago. So yes, yeah, he really loves his rallying, Pete. He's, he's one of those that just live in the dream. Really live in the dream. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yep, and can build a beautiful rally car. Mm-hmm. That Escort is amazing. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did he? What did he do a targo in? Um, no, I believe it might have been a Mitsubishi of some sort. He had right. a car that he purchased over there, um, that that lived there, and, uh, and I okay. think it was the first time that he'd ran in it. Unfortunately, I think it had some tarmac suspension. It wasn't didn't have the best time in that car. You know, like mm. it was a bit unknown jumping into it, and it, it wasn't set up quite right for a targo. So. Um, I don't think he enjoyed it as much as he could have if the car was perfect or if he'd he'd been in it before. Um, and I, mm. yeah, I think he he managed to do a targo on the road book. He was telling me, which was would have been better on pace notes. But yeah, no, he, look, he he's doing some wonderful events, and it's it's cool to watch. Mm. What other Datsuns do you want to talk about, guy? What other Datsuns? You've got Datsuns well, on the list. I mean, we just talked about, uh, I suppose, uh, our friend. Uh, Andrew Gleeson winning the South Australian Rally Championship in 2016 in, in a stanza, which, which I mean, we should point out was the 19th 
correct me if I'm wrong, this is probably a wrong start, but it was the winning South Australian Rally Championship car from like 1982, the same car. Unbelievable. Yeah, I'm not sure what year. It was definitely in the 80s. One of the, one of the, one of the it was something like there. 30 years apart. Yeah. That was, that was cool. He, anyway. he didn't, however, win any events that year. So he didn't win, win an event outright, but he was really consistent. Um, I guess where I'm going with this is in terms of maybe Victorian rallying, Kate, do you know of any other two-wheel drive car? When the last two-wheel drive car won an event outright? Is that, you know, it might have been, actually, it might have been someone, someone like um, Stratford in the last couple of years. Yeah, know. or even Luke's team has done well on mm. his escort. At some point there was mm. a one-two or they were at least on the podium with the escorts that they run. So mm. they, I think, did well not long ago. Yeah. Hmm. Can't remember which rally that was, but I, I did. Yeah, I do have a bit of a memory of of those boys doing well with the escorts. So, hmm. and, and it definitely seems like the Victorian roads are suited to two wheel drive cars, or, or they're more, a bit more competitive. Um, for example, we saw Scott Petter um, in the Alpine. Uh, oh, sorry, not Alpine. Um, the ARC uh, Rally Victoria last year. Um, in Gippsland, they're running about second outright at some point in his own. Yeah, after the, after the two stages, he was second yeah. outright, third outright, something like that. Yeah, yeah, and Which, uh, yeah, the... incredible for that car. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah Victoria suits suits the two-wheel drives and a bit of commitment in the tight stuff. I think it's um a lot of the roads here are really twisty and technical, so they're real drivers' stages. A lot of them, um, it's not a horsepower game as much potentially as some other places. Where four drive high powered should do a lot better, so maybe that brings it a bit closer. Um, hmm. Yeah, d- definitely. I think these roads were nice and wide, and you could read them a little bit. So, so yeah, someone who can who can drive technical stages like that. This rally was blind, so that makes it a bit tricky. Um, I think it was pace noted the four drives should definitely leap and bound in front of us, but. Hmm. Um, yeah, no, Victoria, I think you can do well in a two-wheel drive, absolutely. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, watching watching some of um, uh, Brenda and yourself, uh, your in-car in the last couple of years, especially doing blind rallying, I am pretty blown away by um, Brendan's commitment and his ability to, to read the road and being able to obviously has very good vision and seeing through the trees and all those kind of tricks, but his, his commitment to essentially stuff that he can't see is, is exceptional and looks like he doesn't really makes an error either. Is that is that along the right lines there? Oh, no, I actually agree with you because um, mm. when I reflected on Ada, I felt like we had no major moments or anything. It felt completely safe. We've, I think when you do a blind rally, you have to drive within your, what you are capable of getting away with. So mm. obviously Brendo's a fantastic driver with all the work that he's done in the ARC, the WRC, been driving forever and I feel like he knows how much he keeps, he does keep 10% up his sleeve when you do a blind rally. You have to be careful not to overcommit because you don't know what's coming up um, after the, you know, it tightens up or it nips up. You, you won't know um, like you do when you have pace notes. So I think Brendo is very good at um, reading the road like you say keeping 10% up his sleeve and he knows what he can get away with and he knows that he can drive himself out of out of things, if that makes sense. So uh, 
yeah, no, Brendo's doing a great job at blind events. I think it's something he's had to come to terms with more and more because we did do quite a bit of the Victorian Rally Championship over the last few years in the Datsun and it was always a good build-up towards Alpine being a big goal last year to do some blind rallies just to change of mindset from having pace notes a lot of the time when you do the ARC yeah. and the WRC. Mm. Um, yeah, it's definitely a different sort of driving. I can feel it in the car that you're not as committed as you would be on pace notes when you know what's coming up mm. and you can truly set the car up. You've got to really be prepared to, yeah, for, for anything and changing of direction suddenly or not not committing too hard to the corners at times. Yeah, it's a different sort of driving. How do you find it as a co-driver? Like, obviously, you're extremely experienced. You've done a lot of blind and pace note events, but do you enjoy them? Um, I often feel like from the co-driver's seat, I don't like the road book as much only because I feel like I don't have as much input into the outcome. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I I can um, – it doesn't feel as much as a team sport in a way that I, I can give him information. Sometimes as a co-driver when you're doing pace notes, you feel like you help with the outcome um, yeah, and help yeah. with the speed and help with the commitment, whereas blind rallying, yeah, I feel like sometimes I, you know, am spectating quite a bit from the passenger yeah. side uh, yeah. with less calls to make. So, yeah, I don't feel like I have as much input. Mm-hmm. Um, so, therefore, as a co-driver, I much prefer pace noted. But I, I've got... I've come to terms with it. Like I know it's part of our championship It's and it's it has its place. It's good for state round because you don't have to do as much preparation. It doesn't take you as much time away from work. It doesn't cost you a day of reconnaissance. So it, it is good that you can just rock up and um, do it in a day sort of thing and, and, and less time away from home. So that I, I see why it has its place. But as a co-driver, I love to do pace notes. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I think I'd, I'd feel the same way as a co-driver, but I do enjoy them as a driver. So, yeah, I, I definitely agree they have their place as well. Unlike Guy, yeah. who um, would probably disagree <laughs> with that statement wholeheartedly. I didn't grow up in Victoria. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think we've talked about this before, that the, the Victorian roads in particular or a lot of eastern states' roads in Australia that, that are twisty and forestry do suit blind a little bit more because um, – the slower speed. Um, we're in South Australia. Blind rally, to be quite honest, is is pretty crazy, <laughs> and a bit yeah. boring. Lift over a crest, in which you could have kept going 160 k's an hour over. Um, I guess just, on the topic, our first round's coming up in uh, three is. days' time. Two days' time, we got the um, rally of the Heartland at Barra, which is even though it's a blind event. I know you don't like that guy. Even though it's a blind event, I think it's a fantastic event, and um, yeah, I really enjoy those roads. But mm. I won't be there this year. I'll be um, I'll be service crew for. But dad, who's driving the car this year, so and uh, you're competing, guy, but mm. in the wrong seat. Yeah, and and no doubt it it is an amazing event. Something like 450 competitive kilometers, um, just uh, you know, just some amazing sort of scenery and roads and places that you, you know to put rally cars is is, is pretty pretty cool. Um, and just a big adventure, I suppose. Run over three days this year, actually, from, from Friday to Sunday, a couple of prologue stages that'll be included in the results on the Friday. Um, yes, um, this year I'm having a bit of a bit of a break from driving and focus on a few other things, but still uh, can't stay away from the sport. Um, so yeah, I'm navigating for um, Molly Spalding in, the, um, in her RS Impreza, who won the Australian Two Wheel Drive Championship last year. And- Junior. 
Junior Championship. Junior, sorry, I won, I won the two. You, you won the two. <laughs> you don't cut yourself short, guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So it should be a bit of fun um, just to get out there and uh, yeah. Um, unfortunately, in the wrong seat, but well, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to lie to us, guys. We no, know exactly no. what we're we'll feeling. Know, we know. <laughs> do you need some blind rally tips, do you? Yes, yes, definitely. Do you like carry snacks or something for the driver? <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely, always. Yeah. But that's mm. that's the same pace noted or, or otherwise. Powerade and snacks is a must. Uh, just don't forget to press the button. When you're at the tulip, press the button. <laughs> Oh, blind rally. Okay. There's a lot of yeah. buttons. Um. <laughs> You'll be right, guy. You'll figure it out. He's like, oh, I've got to do that. It can't yeah. be that hard. It's just co-driving, right? Mm. Just just maths and stuff. Yeah. It'll, be, yeah. it'll be good. Yeah, um, yeah so <laughs> that'll be a bit of fun. Unfortunately, um, oh, I haven't got the entry list up at the moment, but um, uh, I have heard that the number one seed um, friend of the show, Nathan Quinn, who, who was going to be attending the rally in, in his um, – RX2 has had to pull out um, due to a few um, external factors and, and um, him and him, his co-driver Ray are preparing to go to WA for the next round of the ARC. So there's a, there's a lot on the plate um, and it is a long way to come uh, from Coffs to SA and, and let alone WA as well. So in two different cars, um, they, they commit hard. Um, and it's unfortunate that he's not going to be there because um, he was was leading the event a few years ago before um, a kangaroo took out his tail shaft. Um, hey. was a bit of, yes. <laughs> you heard that right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a bit of an unfortunate accident um, there for him. Um, but I think uh, Andrew Travis will be heading the field now in his, um, in his gazelle and an exceptional, um, I guess, long-distance and blind rally driver. And um, I think uh, one will – Last winner of the event um, in the classic yeah, section, yeah. anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, have you competed in uh, Heartland before, Kate? Yeah, she came second. Yeah. Yeah. I'd have. Yeah, with Pete. Um, I love that rally because yeah. I grew up near there. It feels like my home rally. So I'm a bit sad I'm missing out next weekend. <laughs> um, great roads. Mm. Just, and it's like you said, beautiful scenery. I feel like they're far. Sometimes you're racing on farm road, farming either side and, and, it's it's beautiful. It reminds me of being home in the farm, but I'm allowed to go as fast as I want without yeah. my dad telling me to slow down. Like, don't go too fast. On, you know, when I was a kid, you weren't allowed to go that fast on the gravel road. You'd be in huge trouble. So, no, it's, it's really cool and you sort of over the crests and there's um, the wind farms and stuff yeah, and through awesome. gates and, yeah, no, beautiful countryside. There is a few, I remember a few surprise jumps and things and, Mm-hmm. It, it can be hard to read the road at speed or, and at night. I think I feel like we did it at night last yeah, time a, as well. An eighty-kilometer stage at night. Yep, yep. No, fun. I remember that being a real challenge. Um, great roads. There's always kangaroos. It is a bit of a well-known area for that. So you've got to be, yeah, mm-hmm. have your eyes. Every, maybe that's something you can do, guy. If you. <laughs> just have your eyes sideways as well as out the front when you've got nothing to do but spectate there. No, it's a fantastic rally and it's great to see that it's building a momentum. I'm, I'm wondering if this is going to be sort of a new Alpine sort of everyone's talking about it. It's got mm. good vibe. It's got a good entry list. People are starting to travel. I saw Ben Searcy's on the road from WA and. No, there's some teams coming from interstate, so that's going to be really great for the event. Colin Clark's coming, so it's a it's a <laughs> big so. deal. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think Ben's actually committed to the whole championship this year. Um, yes. I guess that obviously I think depends I saw on, the red dot. Yeah, it depends on event by event basis, I'm guessing. Mm. Um, but yeah, that, that'd be cool. Um, he, he's that'd trying, be great. He's trying your trip, Kate, because um, I think you're South Australian, New South Wales and Victorian state champion. Um, so Ben's the latest uh, WA champion last year. Um, yeah. So you obviously co-drove, I think he's a 2018 Australian champion with um, Eli. Um, so, yeah, can, can steer as well. Um, so he's clearly trying to take take the silverware off us, SA guys over here. Um, and, and then maybe he'll move further east <laughs> up to concrete yeah. up Australia. Yeah, it's definitely... Oh, it's great to see. It'd be something to put on the bucket list. I don't think it's very achievable, but if mm. you could ever win all the state championships, that'd be something, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, oh, I mean... That'd be very cool. <laughs> I think it is on Kate's bucket list, <laughs> quietly tucked away yeah. there. Um, yeah, my yeah. wife actually suggested it to me a few years ago when we... Um, yeah, I think, well, I'd realised for a long time that I can't, don't have the budget to win an Australian championship, so it's like, why don't you try and win all the state championships? And then you'd be like, a, the, the, you'd rally, you'd be just the champion of Australia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a different way of doing it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the it people's champion. Years to do it. Yes, that's, mm. that's right. <laughs> it, I think Australia's cool though because every state championship, the roads are so different and unique. And when you go to a different state, you run against the guys that have sort of maybe historically done them a lot. It really mm. makes you see where you're at and, and it really does improve your driving, I think, to sort of branch out and do something a bit different in a different championship. It's a very good thing to do, I think. Mm. Mm, definitely. Yeah. Um, one thing, just quickly wrapping up Heartland there, Kate, that you mentioned about potentially becoming a bit of an alpine rival. Um, the only downside to the event is that it is, it's the outright, I guess, win is only open to a classic car and that's the way yep. the organizers have run it since they started it and um is an epic event is a alpine rival for sure um but alpine rally is really a it's a two-wheel drive rally um essentially i think you can you can't enter uh later than 2000 um but i think that is a little bit of a weakness of, of, of rally the heartland we haven't had the biggest entries there entry list there yet um and potentially that could be opened out if they Made it a little less classic, more more to a drive. Um, that's my opinion. Um, yeah, hopefully. Okay, you want to take the magnet, don't you? You want the magnet? <laughs> is this? Is this? Hold on, hold on. I think it is he said country. We need the magnet there. That's mm. what he said. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. You would lose the SARC. I know they they did run it one year, or I've ran it one year without the SARC, um, just because he didn't want them there, um, and that was just purely classic then, but. Just yeah, I don't know. It's I feel like it's an SARC event as well as a classic two-wheel drive whatever event. So I'd mm. hate to lose yep. that for for us, I guess. Us being four yeah, I drivers. think it's great that they have mm. the two running together. You need a bigger field to make it more of a spectacle. Mm. I think it's and it's great for the SARC to do have that in its calendar. Mm. So yeah, it, potentially you're right. It would be good if they did open it up to two-wheel drive. Yeah, I guess it'd be like if if Victoria only had. Two other rounds, and they needed Alpine as a state state round or something like that's kind yeah, of yeah, that's, that's right. Kind of where it is yeah. for us, so yeah, yeah, yeah. And there, there is, um, I have got the entry list open now. Uh, there is a total sixty three entries, including um, all the categories and regularity. Um, and not just, bad, uh, not not bad at all. I mean, and quickly on regularity and an amazing sort of initiative put um, 
recruit from Motorsport Australia in the last couple of years. Um, basically, you can do like most rallies, like a rally at Harvard. I think you can do a day of the this stages. You're limited to 100 or 110 k's an hour, but you need no safety equipment, a lap sash, and maybe a it's like can't across rules pretty much helmet and a one kilo fire extinguisher, and you can sort of I guess go rallying. Yes, it's not as quick as possible but it's still competition um because it is regularity like they do on the circuit and you need to set a uh, as close as to a set time or organize a set time as possible um relating to a an average speed through the stages so you're still part of it uh, and a really good way of maybe getting people into the sport because it mm. is a cheaper way it's a cheaper entry fee but it's also you don't need all the safety equipment and and and, and expense that brings with a, with a proper dedicated rally car um, so I hope that you know really starts taking off potentially. It, at the moment, it seems um, uh, that a lot of I, I guess one of a better word uh, older um, dudes are doing it, uh, which is which is great. Yeah, I see it as a, a bit of an entry level to the sport, um, as a bit of a, a step up from the young guys doing car crosses or rally sprints, and then to go experience a rally and you know um, read a road book and mm. do the time controls and a rally safe and. All that sort of thing, without the pressure of having to go, you know, or you know, the possibility of going as quickly as possible, um, and at a cheaper, cheaper way of doing it, and then they can buy at the bug and, and spend the money after that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. My my first rally was a, an intro rally, which is essentially the same thing, and yeah, like the the stage, the the regularity time, whatever it was, was quite easy, and you know, could argue boring or whatever. Um, but as an experience, you know, to be at a rally, to be to be doing all the time cards and all that kind of stuff, that was. That was cool, and it really takes the pressure off it when you when you do go to your first rally because you've already done all that stuff and you don't have to worry about it and you're not stressing about it the whole mm-hmm. time. So, yeah, if you are if you are just wanting to get into rallying and looking for a way to do it, I, I'd really recommend it. Like, yeah, you're not gonna set the world on fire with your stage times, um, but you'll have a great time. Rallying's fun all the time, regardless of uh, how fast you're going. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'll move moving on a little bit. Uh, we should probably. Uh, Let's just quickly um, rewind a little bit because we haven't had a podcast, um, I think, since late February. Um, it was before the first Australian Rally Championship round in um, in Launceston. Um, Kate's told us before the recording that um, as a good co-driver that she is, she's got plenty of plenty of notes. <laughs> Done the homework? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yes. So, well, Kate, a bit of a <laughs> – since you've got all the information there um, – I mean, did you did you watch the event? Um, did you follow the event in, in in close close contact and then see 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 all the drama that went on? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think we if we can't be there, we all follow it along online and and like to see what's happening. It's, it's always exciting at the start of a championship to see who's going to come out for the year. If there's anyone in new cars, etc. So of course, I was keeping an eye on it. Um, it's great to see some more cars coming out. And some of the some of the Tassie guys out there, which is cool to see them getting it on onto it. Um, yeah, so it was a great event, I think, for them. Mm. It was good to see um, Troy in a new car. I think that's really cool. It was great mm. to see his Skoda out making him debut. Um, good to have Luke and back. He's done so much driving overseas, so it's always exciting. I think if you go overseas and drive and then you come back, you expect they're going to be quick. Mm, <laughs> All yeah. that experience and car time, uh, it's always great to see what he can do. And I think he's starting to really show them, that, you know, that he has has learned a lot and is, is moving onwards and upwards. So 
it's great to see Luke back. Um, and it's always good to see who's going to um, push Toyota along, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it was yeah. a pretty exciting first round. Um, obviously, Harry had some trouble and mechanical and then a, a roll, I believe. So he was just, just giving Coral a bit of a truish, you know, <laughs> bit of a tutorial about <laughs> where the ARC is at these days. Um, so it was good to see Lewis come away with the on top step. I think it was cool to see Bodie Reading do really well in his GCA. Yeah. I was he did really well the first heat, um, and then with the swept roads, his time shot back a little bit. But obviously he's a Tassie boy and he did so well. Eddie Maguire did did really well in that uh, WRX, but he apparently just got the keys and jumped in. Obviously there was a bit of chat after it, not quite meeting compliance. But look, I hope he's going to be be there at some more ARC rounds. It'd be really cool to see him and his brother doing the ARC. I, I like to see what the Rulos are up to from WA. I think it's pretty cool that they've got some um, got the Hyundai Rally 2 cars and if they keep at it and keep learning, they're going to be contesting pretty hard as well. So mm. that's really great for the championship. Yeah, and it was super competitive, especially on um... – on Saturday morning, it was it was great to see. Like, I know we've kind of probably said it for a couple of years now, but there's just those Toyotas at the front. But I don't think that's true anymore. Like, I really think that mm. you know, there's there's four or five cars that could win any any round, um, which is which is pretty sick. Yep, and obviously Quinny's around, and he's he's coming to terms more and more with the G4, and mm. uh, you know, friend of the show. I know onwards and upwards. <laughs> so let's hope he he keeps sticking it to them. Um, yeah, no, it was a good first round. I think it it's got some exciting things happening. Yeah, just uh, on a sidetrack, we um when when we when we sent you the message before we um got you on the show, Kate, we mm. called you the original friend of the show. Um, and that was because uh, I'm not sure, um, maybe you remember it, but it was actually in Canberra a couple of years ago. We um we were just driving around. I think we'd done one episode or two episodes or something, and yeah, you know, people had messaged us on Facebook or left a comment or whatever or. You know, you get that, but it's not—it's not a person telling you. Um, and then you came up to us at the at the rally, and you said, "Oh, I listened to us on the way to the work, and you know, I'm really loving it, and I want to be a friend of the show." So yeah, we, <laughs> <laughs> we definitely remember that. You are the original yep. friend of the show. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And big shout out to your mum because I'm pretty sure it was me <laughs> and your mum that were the original founding members and friends of the show. Yes. Uh, no, look, I've yeah, I have listened since day dot because obviously rallying is a passion of mine. I think it's so cool that people started, you know, talking about the ARC and the backstories of what's happening in the championship. Mm. This is really cool. I, I love podcasts. I have a big commute to work each day. I do 56Ks either way, which oh, wow. is great for me to listen to content. And it's not a surprise that rallying is something that features heavily in my content, be it WRC, be it the regroup. So, no, I think you guys are doing a great job. This is It's a cool thing to be able to talk about your sport and break it down a bit more for everyone. So, well done. I'll continue to be friend of the show. <laughs> Thank you. It means a lot. And tuning in every episode. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you didn't lose your podcast virginity with us, though. Um, uh, you were on the, the Girls, Girls on the Grid podcast earlier in the year. Um, so anyone that's interested in, I guess, or Kate's career and what she's done, um, head over and listen to that one. Had a bit of fun doing that? Yeah, that was great fun. It, as I said, I've always loved podcasting. I think it's great that you can tell a bit of your story 
as a means of getting it out there now because how else do we do we share our stories? I remember when I first started rallying, I went to a couple of meet and greet days, you know, at, at the local, I reckon it was like at Mitsubishi or at Subaru and something, they'd have a guest speaker and they'd talk about their career and that was really inspiring mm. and it sort of motivated you that that's cool, someone's doing great things um, in the rally world and, you know, you, you're left all motivated to go and, and do the same. So I feel like maybe a podcast is a good way for people to tune in and, and learn more about a sport that they're interested in or a sport that they have a passion for. So it was a really great thing to be able to talk about um, my career so far or how I got into it and, mm. yeah, hopefully people sure. can tune in and, and learn more about it. So podcasting is great for that. Couldn't agree more. Well, I don't actually listen to podcasts, but I do. <laughs> I definitely appreciate the format. So. But I love yeah. rally. And yeah, that's, that's why right. I'm here. Zane, is that it? I'm only here for the rallying. It's like 10 episodes in, you drop that, uh, that drop that bombshell onto me one day. and yeah. so I'm passionate like you. Uh, or I, I listen to a lot of podcasts like you, Kate. Um, uh, I have a long commute as well and help pass at the time and, and especially um, love listening about what I'm interested in. So, um, anyway, um, you make you make good podcast, podcast Zane. Oh, I hope so. I'd like to think so. Mm. I wouldn't know. I, I don't know what a good podcast is. because <laughs> Never never listen to your own or anybody else's. No, that's right. <laughs> uh, just just quickly back to Launceston. Um, you quickly mentioned it to, uh, there, Zane, about um, it being so competitive and um, as well you mentioned it, Kate, there about people tagging it to the Toyotas. Although Harry did have his issues and, and it's probably reasonably safe to assume that, yes, if he didn't have those issues, um, he probably would have won. But looking at some individual stage times, for instance, the first stage on Sunday morning, Harry had fixed his manifold, um, but we actually had the top four separated by four seconds. Um, I did have the stage length somewhere, but it was, I think, from memory, about 12 or 13 Ks. It was a decent length. Um, so you had Harry, Nathan and Troy and Lewis, all within four seconds. Mm. Um, so really, and then there were several stages like that um, throughout the event that, you know, and Luke and Ear was right up there on stages. I think he might have won one or got really close as well. Yeah, um, towards the friend end of the there. show, Jamie Luff, in his new car, was, was very competitive mm. as well. So, Sure. Um, so that's, yeah, it's super encouraging to see that, um, yeah, a lot of people got, got good speed and there's going to be some really healthy competition up, up the pointy end. So I guess looking forward to WA, what's what's the top tip there, Guy? Top tip? Um, well, <laughs> uh, as Kate mentioned, uh, Bodie Redding from uh, Tazzy's uh, heading over with his Subaru um, in the production cup, but obviously entered outright as well. So that should be really exciting to see. Um, he's got a free ride from someone uh, hitchhiked his car over <laughs> in somebody's truck, <laughs> put it on a dinghy from Tazzy. Uh, it's probably the cheapest way to go at the moment. Um, yes, that'd be really exciting to see, um, you know, some, some fresh blood, um, in the championship with, uh, um, with an older car, but, um, yeah, really punching above his, above his weight, I suppose. And, um, yeah, I guess just quickly, um, if we're talking about it on the WA entry list, um, looking on the Motorsport Australia portal, most of your regulars are, are on there so far. Um, I'm not going to talk about everyone, but the one, um, entry that stood out to me, um, under the ARC two-wheel drive cup banner is, I can't really pronounce his name right. I think his first name's Jansen and Tan Lai Wee is his, is his 
surname. Um, but next to his name is Porsche 911 under a club rally car. Hey. Mm. What? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who? A Porsche. Yes. Who? What? In Where? WA. So, um, yeah. Are they the roads for a Porsche? <laughs> mm. Guess we'll find out. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't That's... think a Porsche would be a top pick. I mean, they're barely That's fantastic. That's fantastic. It just reminds me of like the old school rallying, you know. There used to, there used to be more of them around. Mm. I've always wanted That'd to. I've always cool. wanted to drive one. I've um, I've been doing a bit of the simulator. That's that's my rallying fix at the moment. Is in the, is on the I was on the games, and uh, yeah, I've been playing the Porsche. I'd love to drive a Porsche, but I think you'd yeah. There's no respawn button in real life. Um, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, on the ball bearings of <laughs> WA, I'm not sure. I'd give it a go as my first rally in it. Um, oh, well. uh, that'd be, that'd be know, cool, cool to see. Thanks for keeping yeah, that guy. We'll keep track. And, and as much as um, – well, what's, what stands out to me, I, I suppose, um, we'll have to wait till we actually see the car. Um, but there, ha- there are plenty, I, I guess, worldwide we see the Tot Hill uh, Classic 911s. Um, and I think a uh, bloke named Jeff, got his last name, had a 911, then he rallied in the Alpine and various events mm-hmm. throughout Australia. Oh, they're definitely quick cars, yeah. Yeah. And that's, classic, what I was but, pitch- but, that's what I was picturing when you said that. I was picturing yeah, no, the classic one. This, Does it this, say the this year? One would, this, no, it doesn't, but I am assuming because he's entered the ARC Tour Drive Cup, which is post-1990 cars, and it says Club Rally oh, Car 2. Post-1990, um, wow. Yeah, so it's not a classic car in, in the entry list, and it's post-1990, so... It'd be really cool if it was a nine nine six or nine nine seven, like the Belgian Championship. <laughs> Stuff one of those like ones. we see in those videos. Yes, yeah. that, that's all I watch is the Belgian yeah. Rally Championship Porsche videos. It it had come a close second to uh, listening to the Magda coming through the forest. Yeah. Right. Okay. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the, ju- the jury's out. It, we'll have to have a sound comparison. Shit. Now I'm going to get in the planes of WA. I want to go watch. <laughs> Anyway, what's uh, uh, yeah. anyone anyone notable missing, or we got the whole crew heading over from Tassie still at the top top competitors? Ah, uh, good question. Um, obviously, the Bates, um, uh, Tommy Clark, and his his rebuilt R five, and had a solid result at Tassie. And I think he had a little bit of a minor off, but fortunately got back on the road um, the second day. Um, yeah, Jamie Luff in, in the in the GR Yaris. Ah. Uh, I don't think entries are closed yet, and the event's uh, still in three and a half weeks' time. We did get an entry from from Quinny um, earlier in the week. Um, Troy Dow, um, Luke Anir, I'm really, you know, I feel bad for just <laughs> naming all the all the top guys here, but there are a lot of uh, uh, WA um, entries as well. But I guess one quick thing we could talk about would be um, Ben Hayes uh, from from Victoria and his newly built. Um, Subaru BRZ entered, um, has said he's entering all, all the rounds of the ARC this year, was in Launceston, um, doing some real drive skids um, in, his, in his new Subaru. Um, he used to rally a Commodore, didn't he, Kate? Yeah. Yeah, yep, Commodore. Um, he's got Datsun, yep. Subaru, yeah, fair few Subaru. cars. And I think, yeah, historically he's had Datsun. And, yeah. Did you sit in that Commodore? No. The oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, not that. No, not that one. Okay. No. Oh, green Commodore just earlier, wasn't it? 
I think that was your looking at yeah. your ERC results. I did notice that was your only, well, like probably most of us in 2020, your only uh, event that came up in 2020 was with you and yourself and Brendo in, in uh, that Commodore in uh, the uh, Valley Stages. Yeah, stage. Valley Stages. That's Jarvis Commodore. So it's a bit more of a yep. classic Commodore compared yep. to, I think, um, Ben's He's was got more the of a, a, newer, green more, one. a newer one. Yeah. Which, yeah. So he's downgraded um, to a BRZ. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's arguable. But yeah. he's set sideways to a BRZ, yes. <laughs> no, that's yeah. guys, that's guy's future rally plan. He's been telling me for the last few months. Be Might be a little bit interested. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it was good to see him in Tassie. Um, getting the car out for a run for the first time. He was... It was re- he had a bit of a battle going with um, an- another newcomer, um, Mr. Sanders from um, Indonesia, I believe, with uh, Rhiannon alongside of him in the in the new Fiesta Rally Three, first first car in the country, first Rally Three car in the country, um, which is pretty exciting to see. Um, if you want to hear more about that, I suppose go go across to our rival podcast, um, Rally Sport Magazine. They had a, they had a good chat with Brendo last week, and uh, I think. Um, Mr. Sanders was up up his place doing some, some testing on the track. Um, again, in my future rally plans, Zane, yeah, I do want to explore the, the, the Rally 3 category. I think it could be a um, definitely a PRC rival um, and uh, maybe even an outright rival, or outright contender in the right hands on the right day. Um, yeah, well, it's a well-built car, isn't it? It's from M-Sport, so that's mm, going to work. Literally this morning I saw that the, uh, the new uh, Clio uh, Rally three has just been homologated. Oh, no. um, oh no. that is right up your alley. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, guy, that, that's you all over. I was just picturing your wheel coming down the rally stage. <laughs> Do we need to talk about it? But when you say Renault Clio, that's just I just yeah. have flashbacks to the ARC mm. 2016. And this wheel coming past, and I was like, whose wheel is that? <laughs> Guy Tyler. The, the funny thing about this whole French shitbox thing that Guy went through is that he still likes them. Like, how? Yeah, I know. I could feel, I could hear the excitement in his voice. He wanted to bring it up. But you know what, though? I'm with you because I had a Renault Clio for a long time and uh, I did like it. So, okay. That's good. <laughs> but it was just a road car, but yeah, you kept all I, I can see the it. appeal. Yeah, no, my wheels yeah. stayed on most of the time. It's pretty good. <laughs> That's good. I, I think the best part about people asking me, do you, did you, you that guy that lost that wheel in the Renault? And you go, uh, what, what, what time was that? <laughs> first, first time or the, the second time? I've got videos for both. Um. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not once, not twice. No. Yeah. <laughs> Oh so, yeah, um, yeah. That's that's my future career plans. Uh, Renault Clio, mm-hmm. Rally Three. Rally Three. Yep. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Yep. I think it's great that there's a Rally Three car now in Australia. It's awesome that he's just brought that out from Indonesia. And I know he um, hasn't had much seat time in it here, so mm-hmm. he's definitely been out of the track with Brendo, and he's he's really sort of keen to learn. So I really hope his times improve, and it's good to see that he'll be out at the ARC chipping away. Hmm. We'll see see how he goes. He's got the right people around him to uh, help him along, so that will be one to watch. Hmm. Yeah, for sure. The, and definitely um, the right co-driver there, um, around and by his side, and obviously a bit of tuition from Brendo. Um, yeah, it's good to see her back in the championship, um, doing great things over in America the last couple of years. 
I don't think she's doing Absolutely. too much too much over there this year with Travis, but maybe a few rounds. Well, she's, she's, uh, and she does so Leah, much. Leah Block. Mm, yeah. That's right. In in a in a sort That's of BRZ, BRZ type in BRZ. scenario, isn't car. it? Yeah. In your your other future car. So. Yeah. And I think she's yeah. a great mentor. She's such a good mm. teacher. She this is what she does. So I think he could learn a lot from her. And so it's great to see her come back to Australia. Uh, yeah, I hope she can come back again because we need that sort of um, pedigree of someone who's keen to mentor mm. people and and point them in the right direction. Mm. Yeah, on the world stage, and that's what she's done. So she's, yeah, it's great to watch what she's up to overseas with Leah. She's doing a great job. I think I just saw in the USA stuff they had around just on the weekend, and they mm. got top top step for two wheel drive over there. Mm. And I think she was like seventh outright. So that's great in the in the USA stuff. So onwards and upwards for the blocks. It's great mm. to see them her yep, and Lucy back out doing what they love. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I guess there's something we should probably touch on is that um, Craig Breen passing a couple of weeks ago, last week. So uh, it's been a pretty tough week for for the WRC and a tough, tough month, I guess, on the topic of Ken Block as well. So um, mm. thoughts go out to anyone affected by that. I know he probably touched a few people around the world and in Australia. So, yeah, certainly um, I was a big fan and I think a lot of people were. I don't think he, he had many people that weren't fans of him. So it was a bit of a tough loss. Yeah, unfortunately, I think when, when people like that pass, you, you see the footprint they leave behind and the outpour of grief was huge um, mm. because he has done so much for the sport of rallying and also just the promotion of brands and names with his Jim Carner and his Modus, um, Monster Energy and uh, DC mm. Shoes. Um, yeah, it's a huge, huge hole in our, our sport, I think. Um, he was always pushing sport forward. In the USA, um, really getting the rallying scene up to to where it's at, sort of in Europe, you know, trying to really promote promote its growth. Mm. And you can see it's growing in the USA over the years. So, and I think a lot of that's thanks to Ken Block and Travis Pristana. So, yeah, no, very sad that that's that's what's 2023 started with some grief in mm. our sport. Yeah, yeah, not been good. We'll hope this is the uh, the end of it. Obviously, we hope everyone's safe out there. And yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, we'll talk about the WRC soon. But what a what a um, hard white week it's been for them to then pick mm. up and and go to Rally Croatia a week after losing Craig. That's that's a big ask for all of the teams. Um, yeah, huge loss. Yeah, it's 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 so it definitely a weird thinking one. It's, um, thinking of them all. Mm. You know, it's it's almost unthinkable to just just go driving the next week but it's hard to think of anything that would would help more than that though i think if you had like you know months and months to to, to think about it it'd be it'd be terrible but you know to see that the wrc can continue and all the teams and stuff can keep going and and do what they do and it was interesting to watch especially i know we'll talk about wrc in a bit but um it's interesting to watch you see all the the drivers focusing you know 100 percent and they're just, you know, they're in the zone. They're not really, they're not really being emotional at all. But as soon as they pass the finish line on the last stage, you know, they just open up. Um, mm. And I guess that's any any sports person, elite sports person, you know, that they they have that ability to to just focus um, on on the job they're doing. Um, but you can see, obviously, as soon as the rally's over, how much it affected them as well. Mm. That's right. Yeah. It's a huge thing, I think, to be able to do that is amazing. But that's what professional sports people do. You've got a job at task, you focus, and, and like you said, 
you can compartmentalize and and deal with what's at hand but it was interesting watching a lot of them cry over the finish after the finish line and um and just even be honest and say that as soon as you've finished the you, you thoughts go to your friend that's not here so and their family um it's amazing that they were able to do that but i think you have to get back on the horse at, at some stage you have to get get back in the rally car and and i think a lot of them were probably using the motivation that that's what craig would have wanted them to be doing mm. um which i think as, is definitely as, true yeah absolutely yeah so um no tough week for them it was great that they could get the rally done um and yes yeah, obviously our thoughts go out to them mm. big task to try and do that yeah well it was actually quite an interesting rally in the end um Obviously, it was overshadowed a bit, but um, I think the the competition side of it was was quite interesting. Elf and Elf and Evans got his first win in over a year, almost two years, um, which, was, which was great to see for him. And I guess when you have the two most competitive drivers get a flat tire on the second stage, um, <laughs> it kind of shook the results up a bit. So yeah. it's a really interesting moment, wasn't it? Because it did. I mean, after the first stage, where I haven't got the stage times here, but I think Ogier won it, and. and um, Kelly was Kelly was um, was second, um, and it looked like yeah OJ was going to run away with that I suppose <laughs> just from that first stage. But that was a really interesting pothole. I was watching the all live coverage, um, and yeah, they weren't even cutting the corner. They were actually it was a rather like it was almost like a, in pace notes a a ten or a nine left completely flat out, and just a, looked like a yeah just a big pothole. Um, uh, that led to flat tyres for for OJ and um, and Calais and um, I called it at the time. I have a bit of pride in this, I suppose. Um, but we, we I watched the uh, the wheel change by uh, by OJ and and Calais and OJ's wheel change was something crazy, like a minute seven. Um, and Calais lost, I think almost yeah, almost might have been might have been two minutes. Um, but there was a bit of a caveat to that. Um, because on the all live footage, we can see exactly what's going on from any corner of the globe, um, wherever we are. And you could clear as day see when um, OGA's co driver, it's not Ben, Vincent, um, uh, jumped back in that um, Seb had taken off before Vincent had got his um, seatbelts on. And I think later on in the report, there was, um, you know, something about him not having his HARS device correctly correctly um, seated yeah. either um, and it just it was a bit I guess yeah um, amateur yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a bit rookie hour I suppose it's interesting though because he did the helmet as well he did this helmet strap last year I think it was or maybe the year before it was yeah it was such a strange thing and and even before we hit like had amazing television for, for WRC I think it was, like, it was almost like probably 15 years ago that that Loeb got done for it um, for, me, for an in-car camera footage of not Getting properly belted before taking off, so it's it's not a new thing. It's been around for a long time, mm. and um and you could clearly see in the Calais one that they both got him and Yono got back in. They fully got belted, all yeah. good. Then took off, and um yeah, and probably still <laughs> a lot more time than uh, Ogier did once he got his uh, minute penalty. Well, it was actually yeah, it's interesting in the end because that's what cost Ogier that Calais got Ogier on that penalty. So mm. next time, take your time. Do your seatbelts up, kids? Yes. 
<laughs> just shows you're all human. And then mm. so the heat of the moment, uh, yeah. I think we've all been there and things are happening in the rally car and, you you, you know, you're trying to plug in. and yeah. But you just can't get away with anything at that level. And, no, that's yep, right. Cam- yeah. Big Brother's got you on all, all aspects, so that's the rules. Um, uh, poor OJ, I think he was absolutely miffed as to how he'd hit that pothole. He as he even said how careful he was trying not to cut the corner and like you said just this pot, it's like the M1 here in in Victoria the pothole just appeared from nowhere so I feel his pain I feel his pain um yeah it was a really unfortunate thing it was interesting that both of them had flats in the same spot I think that rally is so interesting because there's a lot of things that can catch you out that tarmac just changes mm. from really poor tarmac to patchy tarmac to perfectly beautiful like freeway wide tarmac to yeah um you know gravel being dragged on the corners i think that they were all talking about waiting for the rain to come and then the mud would be there but they never came and it was it's quite an interesting surface isn't it and then right. they also have i noticed watching a lot of the, the footage there's a nice big square concrete um curbing on a lot of the corners it, it's a Pretty challenging rally for a time out rally, I think. Mm, yeah, it's, it's lots got of everything. things that could catch you out. It's pretty cool. There's, yeah. yeah, it's got everything, as you say. So uh, and, I think um, that adds yeah, to the challenge. You, you watch some of the WRC two guys go through after all the top guys, and it's some sections. It's just a gravel rally. There's no tarmac at all. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're full cutting. There's gravel everywhere. So it'd be it'd be pretty hectic on the um on the tarmac tires. Mm. Yeah, yeah, e- easily probably. The most entertaining um, WRC tarmac rally um, that I've ever watched, um, especially the onboards. It's just insane, and and it really, to the credit of especially the Rally One crews and a lot of the WRC Two crews, there was only only t- <laughs> Terry, as we call him on the regroup, um, actually retired. Um, there was there was eight Rally One entries, and, and seven of them um, finished, you know, a little bit uh, three minutes from. Elvin to um, Pierre, uh, but yeah, no major, and obviously the flat, the flats for Ogier and Calais, but no, no, only the one crash, which is just crazy, as we've been describing the roads there. Um, so um, yeah, credit credit to them to, to to drive at that limit on that on almost no grip, um, changeable grip and narrow roads, fast roads, um, undulating roads. They look like incredible fun. I think you mm. mentioned at one point in the weekend zone, like I just really want to drive this stage. And yeah, some that of them power just... stage especially, it just looks hectic. I'd love to have you mm. on that. Mm. Yeah, and um, yeah, on, on the subject of, of, of crashing, unfortunately, um, yeah, Terry, as he's mentioned, would have would have loved to do Craig Proud and was, uh, you know, you got to <laughs> risk it for the biscuit, I suppose, and then... And, and, to try and try and win the event, and he, he was narrowly, I think, probably five to ten seconds ahead of Elfin. Yeah, at that point, yeah. Minor mishap on the right hander, and look, it could have happened to anybody, I suppose. It wasn't a major error; just caught all loose stuff. And yeah, I think he said he he, he braked half a meter too late for the mm. corner. And it, it's easy mm. to say when you're watching at home, like, oh, you know, he was winning. Why don't you just slow down a bit? But these guys don't like, and you can't like if they slow down a bit, they're coming last. So it's just mm. full send and hope you don't crash. And badly for Terry, it, it didn't work out. But And it was a shitty corner as well. If he'd done that on any other corner, he probably would have <laughs> got away with it. But mm. someone put a concrete pole there. So he had to clip that, didn't he? But 
Yeah, I'm in an errant Hinkelstein or something. Yeah, <laughs> someone moved it there. <laughs> uh, I found it interesting, though, that he, he didn't seem happy at all with the setup. Did you notice he kept saying, yeah, the he, car's he, not right, the car's not right, and I'm thinking, you're winning. So yeah, he, he won good. a stage by like five <laughs> seconds and then just sucked about the car for the whole interview. Yeah, the car's not right. I, I can see like the setup must be hard to chase at a rally like that, predicting what the setup, what, what you're going to need for the conditions and um, – you could tell it they were all sort of maybe struggling with that, but I definitely noticed the Hyundai's. There's a bit of chat that nobody seemed to be all that happy with the setup. Um, mm. yeah, yeah, that I found that quite well, interesting. They, um, they lost a bit of testing time for obvious reasons, <laughs> uh, which kind of hurts, yeah. obviously. But yeah, so it's interesting though. But like, surely if you're winning a stage, like how bad can the balance be really? Like, I don't know. He's driven a lot <laughs> of rally cars. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh. What What were the other guys saying? If, if I think it's just because it's. I I wonder if it's because it's a tarmac rally, but then there's gravel and it's mm. narrow. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it was Not really sure. quick in some sections and, and twitchy in others or something. But yeah. Yeah. No, I just found that quite interesting. But you, uh, that power stage, he just drove the wheels off of it. You could tell yeah. he was <laughs> he was doing that a hundred percent for Craig Breen. Was he not? Yeah, it was just like was, I need yeah. this something for Craig. That was full send. Um, you know, yeah. flood out to the square right the whole time, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, he, he was laughing over the finish line. I know they were both. It was great to see them have that little banter, and he, I, none of us can understand what they're saying, unfortunately, here in Australia. But apparently, that was you know, he was saying you so fast I couldn't keep up with you or something. Yeah. Nico driver apparently was saying. Yeah. Um. So that was really great to see them get that at least those power points. You know, at the, that's the last stage. So that was that was pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. He, he did mention, unlike the other stage you mentioned, Zane, that there was nothing more in it um, on that power stage. No, um, he, he had a full crack. Yeah, that was. Yeah, and that was all he went in. He went into that final morning, obviously not be scoring any um, normal rally points, but he didn't take a spare. So they he had were no spares in the car, Oof. and all soft yeah. tires. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, Oof, it looked, that's full yeah. send. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he was woefully slow on the, the other stages. That didn't count. That. Um, yeah, what surprised me the most, I guess, just on the power stage, um, and shouldn't surprise me at all, but was the fact that um, uh, Calais, who, who finished the stage in second, um, only a second off uh, Neville's time and still battling um, battling for a fourth outright in the rally um, with his teammate Ogier. Um, so yeah. it was an incredible, incredible time, but I guess not too surprising because the previous year he'd Put an amazing. Do you remember that stage? Well, he, he won the rally on that stage. Yep. last year. Yep. Yeah, Tanak. Yep. Yeah, um, and I mean, he yeah. is he is the current world champion, so he's pretty good. <laughs> Not bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So no, except exceptional effort by him. Um, so yeah, to get so close to that uh, absolute full send and lightweight um, high under that <laughs> Thierry was <laughs> piloting. But yeah. Um, and Elfin Evans, he must have been pretty nervous on that last stage. Do you mm. remember a few years ago when he went across the grass? Yeah. And just mm. lost. That's where he like, lost it. Just yeah. lost. Yeah. Oh, imagine the nerves before that stage again. Mm. You'd just be waiting for that grass section. So it was no surprise. Yeah. I, I didn't have tickets on him winning the power stage, but it was, it was good to see him finally come through the goods. I yeah. hope he has a good season. I, think, I hope it's his year, to be honest. Well, I'm, I'm um, always backing Elfin. I backed him. All of last year, and I backed him for the first first two rounds this year. Um, and I didn't I didn't actually have him in my dream team. 
for the first time in probably six months, but he did well. But yeah, I think Elfin's clearly got the pace in him. You know, he had two years as yeah. a runner-up champion. Um, it's all just a mental game, which I'm sure we're all aware of. Um, you know, you, you lose we're all focus back in all. the bridesmaid now. We're like, I hope it's yeah. his year. Like, it's got to be his year. He's been Definitely. doing the hard work yeah. for so long. Surely he can get it across the line. Hundred yeah, um, percent. No, and I think I thought I think he's probably done a lot of rallying alongside Craig Breen, and I noticed they've pinched each other's co-drivers from time to time and stuff. So I thought that was probably special for him to win to win that for Craig and. Mm. So yeah, I hope I hope they have a good year ahead. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Um, and I mean, on on Elfin's um, championship challenge, just looking at the um, championship uh, WRC championship standings after Croatia, it's still really really tight. I think it was within ten points of the top five before Croatia, and it's still only eleven points from um, Terry on fifty eight and. OGA uh, equal with Evans on 69 points. And, and ironically, I suppose, you know, those two years, 2020 and 2021, where Elvin got so close and was like leading on into the final round in um, Monza and then OGA uh, getting the better of him in, in both events. Um, ironically, OGA is still, still there and um, could, <laughs> you know, driver. could miss a few rounds, but, you know, win the rest and potentially win a, um, a ninth championship title. Wouldn't that be um, a bit depressing, to be quite honest? <laughs> well, he, he, he Amazing, won't even but... commit to whether he's doing the whole season or not. Like, everyone yeah. asking him if he's coming back or not. And, no, I don't know yet. You'll find out. Bloody hell, mate. <laughs> It's a bit he like that year. He doesn't let anything go, does he? No. Oh, no, they all ask him and he just, oh, maybe, or, you know, just yeah. lets it slip. Yeah. And poor know. Toyota. I, I actually felt sorry for them that they didn't get points for the um, mm, Toyota Elfin, yeah. side of things. That was a bit unfortunate, but obviously a great show of um, camaraderie to the mm. to Hyundai to drop one of the drivers from points contention. Mm. Um and yeah, two flats, and that's what's cost them the points, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but yeah, unfortunate for Toyota. Mm. I guess we'll look yeah. forward to Portugal. Any any um, top tips there, guy? Any um, anyone in a nine eleven going to show up? That one? <laughs> Hopefully. Any, any cool rally three cars? Let us know. <laughs> um, yeah, Portugal's coming up um, second weekend in. In May, um, and and the bigger I guess talk is row position. Uh, I suppose on um, you know coming off off of Croatia now with Elvin leading the championship uh, effectively because Ogier is not uh, attending um, Portugal, or so he says. <laughs> the entry <laughs> list is out. Toyota might have a might have a some bloke um, uh, in the in a spot for him that he could uh, get in there at the last second. But no, um, yeah, I think yeah, obviously. Gravel rallying and especially in Europe, it's road position is, is everything on the first day. Um, maybe not come the end of the rally, but um, Elvin definitely will struggle. Um, you know, and, and, and Calais, uh, oh no, Ott is Ott will be second on the road, um, with, with Calais, um, third, and um, uh, Thierry, uh, completely lost it. <laughs> I think Thierry's third <laughs> on the road, um, so I yeah, I don't, look, think, I don't hmm. think it matters that much. Okay, like yeah, you're opening hmm. the road, but you're the best driver in the world, and you know the next car's one car behind you. Like hmm. you know, Lou Bay is not going to go for the championship. Let's relax about the road order, guys. <laughs> 
Um, but for, for Terry's sake, hopefully it does pay him dividends so we can get back in the fight um, and, and, and pay back what he should have done um, this last weekend. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Our friend, our mate Terry. Our mate Terry, um, <laughs> wherever the bridesmaid. I guess just on um, on road sweeping, uh, I'm just going to rewind a little bit here to um, Ada River. Uh, just a little bit of an uh, interesting insight which I saw, Kate, was obviously you guys ended up winning the rally. Um, you and Brendo won the rally, but um, and you know you had um, Darren Windus and Tim Clark have a few issues. But in the afternoon, I believe it was repeat stages. Uh, you ran four stages in the morning, four stages in the afternoon. Uh, correct, correct me if I'm wrong there. But you and Brendo actually won a couple of stages outright in the afternoon. Yeah, I think so. Um, the roads, you're right, were more swept. So that played more to us, I think. We seem to be really improving on our times each stage on the on the repeat loop. You're right, there were four stages repeated in the afternoon and we were pulling out, say, 20 seconds, 17 seconds, 10 wow. seconds improvement from the first loop, like per stage. Um so I think look, the swept line helped us just just uh, having seen the road gives you a little bit more confidence to mm. sort of know what, what you can never know exactly on a roadbook event, but mm. it does let you sort of remember a few parts and paint a picture in your mind, mental mind for Brendo of what the road's going to be like. Um, so, yeah, we just fully sent it in the second loop. I was really proud of Brendo. He drove really well. So mm. um, I think the swept line helped us a little bit as well. Um, as it often does on the gravel rally. Yeah. Are those roads mm. capable of remembering it all or not? Oh, as in remembering it like for the in second regards pass. to roadbook? Yeah, like for the second pass, can you can you commit it all? Oh, look, you don't remember it all because it's very technical and twisty. Mm. Um, so there's a lot of corners in there that you, you, you can't recall. But it's just remembering like particular junctions, I guess. You can sort of remember there's a sequence at the junction which is often noted anyway potentially in the road book um it, that's what i mean when i say you sort of remember some parts yeah and you'll just sort of remember that like after that junction it's really twisty to the end sort of thing and and you sort of can remember what that's like to a point yeah yeah cutting cutting the, the stages down into into sections like that to, in your mind to remember yeah, yeah. Not, not quite like heartland where i could confidently say i, I probably remember some of the stages yeah. Um, even now, but. Yeah. No, Heartland, I remember being a lot more fast and open at times. So some of it is, is a bit more um, rememberable in that, in that way. Yeah. And I mean, you got some stages with, especially the wind farm stuff, which is, is super fast yeah, that's crests and stuff. Of. So if you can commit yeah, to one of those crests, you know, you've made five seconds right there. That's right. Yeah. And you remember the, um, gates and, you know, the distance to the next mm. crest if you get to do a second pass sort of thing yeah. <laughs> on a road yeah. book. Yeah. Write some cheeky yeah. notes. I think I'm talking about swept lines. I think WA is going to be an interesting one. Um, mm. That's always just going, I'll do a guy Tyler, going back a step, talking about the ARC. <laughs> um, That's just the regroup in general. We bounce yeah. around. Is that all right? We bounce around? Yeah. The ball bearing surface in WA, that's going to be an interesting one because I think the swept line then plays a lot more into it. It'll be interesting to see um, 
how things go there. Often I think whoever's sort of leading at the start doesn't seem to always be the people that potentially win at the end. Um, and I think car setup's really important, so it'll be interesting to see how the um, R5s and the um, should do well there and that sort of thing. Uh, AP4 should do well there. So speaking of car sweeping, mm. that'll be an interesting one. So what you're really saying there is there'll be a really good swept line for old mate in his 911. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. right. So we should put tickets on him actually, shouldn't we? Yeah. He's going to yeah, stay in the swept line, point. do you reckon? Yeah. He's smart, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Does a 911 fit in an AP4's swept line? <laughs> We'll find out. Oh, yeah, stay tuned. That's so, the next episode. Is, is Luke is Luke first on road? Uh, not Luke. Um, uh, Lewis. Lewis. He, he will be because he's leading the championship. That's well, there really, you go. That's a, that's a yeah. disadvantage for him. So. Yeah. yeah, that's a good insight actually. Mm. Interesting to see. Um, um, just on yeah. your – sorry, now go. Oh, I was going to say, so who's your pick from <laughs> WA then? That was my – it's a big question. It oh. is. I, I'm not going to say Harry. I'm, I'm not even saying it as like you know the vanilla answer anymore. I think he's he hasn't won in a, what two rounds at least. Um, I think he's. Uh, I think this is his, his round. I'd like to say so. Yeah, my money's on Harry. Mm. Yeah, the interesting yeah. part is he could gain a baby in the similar in the same <laughs> week. This is a little red herring there. It's true. Uh, a baby I feel like the timing could be. Yeah. One to watch. Yeah. <laughs> he might win more than yeah. more than just a new child oh, that week. Yeah, no, of course he's always going to be be a, a fast contender, and I think the fire will be burning after last round for Harry. Yeah, definitely. So hopefully he gets a good event yeah. in. Yeah, the the most important part about being a um a, a father is bringing home uh, your kids' trophies. That's that's. that's Pretty much mandatory, you know. You, you you tell the wife you're spending thousands of dollars all the time in the shed, and you're going away, and you have to look after the kids. You at least got to bring something home for the kids to play with. Um, so that that'd be hopefully a bit more incentive for Harry to uh, to fully send it and and, and get back on the uh, top step. I'm sure that'll be at the top of his mind. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> Um, just for yourself, Kate, we'll wrap up in a sec, but any any other plans for rallying for the rest of the year in Victoria or interstate? No, I don't actually have too many plans this year. I, I was sort of having a bit more of a quieter year and pretty keen to just take it round by round this year. Life's been pretty hectic with rallying in the years gone past and uh, it's just time for me to sort of take it one rally at a time. So um, I'm just sort of doing what, what I need to do to have fun, um, continue rallying with Brendo. I got to do a tarmac rally not that many weeks ago at, at Mount Bourbon with my friend Melinda Bergman, which was a lot of fun. So, um, yeah, nothing nothing too um, big on the plans interstate, as you said. Just waiting to see what happens, really. Mm. And on the, um, I guess, the, the new child uh, theme, <clears throat> um, Brendan and... Um, is, is is expecting a new addition in a few months or a few weeks even, is it? Uh, oh, Brendan and Cass. Yeah. Is that who we're talking about? Yeah, yes. so they, they're expecting a child later in the year, September, I believe it is. Okay. So right. hopefully we'll get a few yeah. more rallies in. Before then. <laughs> might but, be a yeah, no, he's champion got... by then. Yeah, oh, well, pressure's or on. Maybe. Um, 
Yeah, look, even Gippsland Rally is getting pretty close to the time. So, um, but we'll see. Yeah, he'll he'll obviously continue to do what he what he chooses to do with Datzilla, and um, yeah, I think he'll have a busy end of the year personally. So, so um, yeah, see what happens. I know, I know what he's like though. He loves rallying. He'll, he'll be back out there at some point, I'm sure. <laughs> your um your life's changed a bit, Kate. You're um married. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, I know. When you say Kate Raymond, I still pause for a second and just take that in and oh yeah, that's me. Yep. Yeah, yep. yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> still getting used to that. Uh yeah, got married at the start of the year to Glenn. So definitely cemented my life here in Victoria. Um I do do enjoy the life we've built here, so that's good. Um, it's good fun being part of the Raymond crew. We've got some exciting projects in the shed. Ooh. Do you want the scoop? Oh, go on then. Oof. I'm uh, building a Hyundai XL for myself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> XL Power. Look so out. that's the latest Raymond build. Obviously, Glenn's helping me a lot because I am just a nurse. <laughs> um <laughs> Well, that's been a really fun family project that we're all um, involved in to hopefully do a little bit of driving potentially myself. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure Glenn will drive it as well, um, <laughs> maybe his nephew or family car. He sort does of thing, usually but, find um, a way to drive a car. Yeah, that's right. So uh, that's a bit of a fun thing that we've got happening. So, yeah, I'm just sort of enjoying doing that actually and, yeah, apparently it's, it's my time. You know, I've been telling people where to go for a long time. Apparently it's my time to <laughs> see if I can uh, walk the walk on the other side. So that could get interesting. Um, would this be your first time rallying? Yeah, in the driver's seat, yes. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so I'd, I'd, that's something I've always wanted to do is just have a go for fun. Yeah. Um, so that that might be might be what's next. We'll see how we go. There you go. Cool. On that bombshell. <laughs> Breaking <up>. news. <laughs> Friend, hey. Only friends of the show will know about it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so Guy's mum's going to get all the hot girls. Yeah. Um, no, thank, thank you so much mm. for coming on, Kate. And, um, you know, I, I, we do joke about it, but it really does mean a lot what you said mm. a couple of years ago to help us support the podcast. So thank you for that. And, um, yeah. Good luck with your your future endeavours in the in the driver's seat of an XL. Thank you, thank you. I'll need it. Um, if anyone wants to apply to co-drive, just let me know. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. Uh, no, thanks for having me along. I think your podcast is awesome. Uh, you do a great job, onwards and upwards. And I look forward to seeing Guy in a rally three uh, Cleo again. I can't wait. It has to be blue. It has to be blue. <laughs> With a big banana sticker stripes. on the back. <laughs> no, all the best for Heartlands, guy. That's going to be fun. Cheers. It's going to be a good event. Um, yeah, good luck with the road book. And I, I do hope to see you guys at a rally soon. Yeah, definitely. Cheers. Awesome. Um, right. Thanks for listening, everyone. No worries. Uh, one one final comment. Um, Kate, you're really similar to the Australian Grand Prix in that the Victorian style you <laughs> Sorry, I had to yeah, say no, that. I got that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't take that as a compliment. That's really nice. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
There you go. Oh, well, we'll, we'll finish you. it somewhere there. Uh-huh. I, I had to say that because Evangeline texted me that like 15 minutes ago. <laughs> oh, did she? She's yes. been thinking about it. She's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so lovely. Secret, no, thank secretly you. Secretly wants a spot on the show. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. No, thank you. <laughs> it's a very good analogy. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Catch you, everyone. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks for waiting round. It's time to hit the road. If you liked the regroup, please follow us wherever you get your podcasts.